literacy has been defined as the ability to identify, understand, interpret, create, communicate, and compute using printed and written materials associated with varying contexts. Take it one step further, spiritual literacy is the ability to read the signs written in the text of our own experience. This facility enables us to discern and decipher a world full of meanings. Spiritual literacy has been practiced throughout the world for a very long time. Medieval monks called it reading the book of the world. Muslims suggest that everything that happens outside and inside of us is a letter to be read. The plain Indians found their way by reading the signs, the signs of the great spirit. From ancient times to the present, the spiritually literate people have been able to locate within their daily life points of connection with the sacred or the divine. So that brings up the question, how do we read the epiphany story of Jesus turning water into wine? We could read the sign by putting a lot of emphasis on the literal, which makes Jesus appear solely as a wonder-working winemaker, the party saver, the reluctant rescuer of a wedding crisis. Too much literalism is not good for us. Too much literalism presents Jesus as God when you're in the pinch, or Jesus as the super caterer, or maybe Jesus in this reading becomes the new expression of the foxhole God. Or maybe on the literal level we see Jesus as having defined the laws of nature with the central intent of dazzling the crowd. If turning water into wine is the whole story, an end in itself, it comes too close for comfort for me to the image of TV and evangelists commanding people to touch their television and then go out and run a marathon. On the other hand, to view the wedding feast story as hovering in some kind of symbolic mist diminishes the wonderful human dimension of the story. This water says the water doesn't really become wine. That is something intoxicating, but it's some divine non-alcoholic nectar that stands for the sweet new life that Jesus offers to teetotalers. Or it suggests that the choice wine represents Eucharistic wine, which deserves a consideration as a separate entity unto itself. Or it implies the story is simply a literary concoction with no historical basis. And to go one step further, because many Christian festivals were replacements for pagan festivals, voila. Jesus symbolically transfigures the water in the jars set aside for purification, which represents institutional Judaism, to show early on how his new revelation 
supersedes the old religion and anti-Judaism raises its ugly head. In a completely symbolic reading of this story, there would be no Jesus full of laughter, dancing with the bride, wine dripping down his beard, and a mutton chop on his plate. There would be no pleasure-seeking Jesus, who would later be called a glutton and a drunkard, a charge, by the way, he never refuted. So how do we read the story? Avoiding the pitfalls of the gross, literal, and over-symbolic. The change of water into wine is an event unto itself, but it is also beyond itself. It directs our attention to a Jesus who acts upon the anxiety of a mother and a head waiter, a Jesus who cares about the little things as well as the great things, who is concerned and acts in the personal world of ordinary, nameless folks. This Jesus is ultimately concerned about the needy. Story goes beyond the confines of Cana to meet with us in today's world. In our time, the predominant disease for all ages is depression. Hence, we are positioned to become more than welcoming of Jesus the true vine. Carl Jung commented, quote, among all my patients in the second half of life, there has not been one whose problem in the last resort was that not that of finding a religious outlook on life. It is safe to say every one of them became ill because he or she had lost that which the living religions of every age have given their followers. And none of them has really been healed who did not regain his or her religious outlook. Unquote. Story of wine just might be the sacrament of the new creation in Christ. The outward invisible sign of the inward grace that our concern is God's concern, no matter how mundane or silly our concerns are. The choice wine Christ gives is that for which we hunger and thirst. And what we hunger and thirst for is a center, a direction, an outlook, a meaning for life. When we find what we are hungering and thirsting for, then we discover that we are the new being in Christ. We are his new creation. We are the new wine. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.